0: You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Boom, good start to a year, Ryan. I agree. You know, it's been a little stressful, but uh, I'm taking things in stride more this year. I think. You know, I, I was having an anxiety attack, a little bit, like this morning in bed, thinking of all these things, and I said, "Stop." I just couldn't deal with it right then. So it's like, if you can't control it, you can't just get fuck off, shelve it, man, shelve it. And I, I tend to do that, and it's like that was the old me, and I was like, "No, you're not going to freak out. You know what? You're going to go for a walk. You're going to get up, drink some water, you're going to meditate, you're going to go for a walk." And I feel better. It's just logic. It's science. It's just like get your body going, get your brain turned off a little, get distracted. Do you think you get distracted a lot? In what way? I mean, you you know you have a lot on your plate. Like you know, if I look at things in perspective, Ryan, you know, you're a guy who's very talented, who's very funny, and keep going. Well, I will, but like you know, things happen at different times for people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I I could picture you as a huge successful story, uh, you know, having your own show, doing whatever you keep going until something just clicks. It's like the universe, right? Yeah. So you work your ass off and you're like, I'm sure you sit there sometimes, you're like going, all right, when am I, when is this going to, you know, one of these uh, folks going to be more appreciative. When am I, when is this going to turn into some gold? When is this going to, so you keep all these plates spinning. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So is that, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with like stress and going,
1: okay, because, uh, you know, you're not a millionaire or you're not, you're like, you know, you, you well, you're, you're, wouldn't that be fun if I was a secret millionaire engineer, what a life. the millionaire engineer. No, yeah, no, I got a lot of plates spinning right now. This is one of many things that I'm doing. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of feels like a lot of the times it just sort of feels like, I don't know if you ever had a drill like this. Did you, did you ever play football? Yep. Uh, like when, you know, those drills where like, you're just supposed to run through a bunch of guys and they're just sort of hitting you with like the little, the little bags. <laughs> yeah. It just sort of feels like it's just a constant stream of that. And like every, every now and again, you get like a little, you know, you hit a little, uh, a clear patch, but then like someone comes out of nowhere and just like hits you. It's like a gentle little nudge, but it's enough yeah. to knock you off your feet and go like, fuck, when is this going to stop? It's like, you're just working hard, working hard. And then you're like, okay, what was this necessary? Yeah. Is this necessary to keep getting hit like this? I was on a I roll. I
0: deserve not to get hit today god damn we all get hit but oh, yeah. it's like you know i think for me it's like oh you know i love uh you know i love my friends and everything but like i have a lot of talented friends and you're one of them i'm like you know i know this is just like hey i wish this would just blow up and be a huge success and you know we could do bigger and bigger things and i could pay you more and i could do these things but it's like you know you do a lot of things until one thing really hits but you hope it's something that you're really passionate about
1: yeah can only hope but uh, until in? then yeah you just keep going. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm getting used to the hustle. It's it's uh It's been a, a weird last half a year, but I'm starting to get used to the, you know, just like sort of like balancing everything. Do you ever just say, Calgon, take me away? Who's that? Say
0: so you're too young. No. It was an old commercial. It's like, Calgon, take me
1: away.
0: And she'd just was pop into a bubble not bath. Like a soft,
1: was this, Calgon, this not like a Skinamax movie you were watching? It was bubble bath no. stuff.
0: Anyway, uh, I know it's going to happen for you. And I know, look, it doesn't matter. In, in a sense, you're happy. You're nice. doing your things, you're loving them, you're good at them, you're doing a lot of fun, uh, interesting uh, things, and I just, and uh, and I envy that. You're probably a lot happier than I am. So uh, This is fun, man. I like this. Well, I love that you're doing it, and I just like, I hope God, I hope it doesn't leave me. Abandonment issues. But, you know, um, so far, you know, we had the uh, top 13, and I hope you enjoyed that. We had never done something like that, and I got a lot of people, even my buddy Anson Mount, who's a, a celeb, you know, Star Trek, and we did a movie together, he's like, oh, dude, I love the top 13, that was fun, and... I think unless he was being sarcastic because he wasn't on the top 13, but mm. I love answering. He's very interesting. We have a lot of great guests. I know I say this every year, or well, last year was really the first we were doing this year. and happened. Like, I think that n- this next guest is our 95th guest, I believe. I could be wrong. No one's been keeping track except you know some really loyal fans that I, I read their messages. But that's a lot of people, and we've you know I'm sure some guests you're like uh, uh, I don't really want to hear from them, but I encourage you to. One, because it helps the show. Two, because I think you learn something no matter who I interview. And three, learn something about them. And sometimes guests surprise you. And you're like, well, I didn't know anything about them. And I found them interesting. I read that a lot. I read that in the comments. I read that in the letters. I read that from my friends. And even guests. Like, I'm like, fuck, I don't know who these people are. I don't know. Uh, I just had a guest done that we just interviewed now, which I won't talk about. But I was like, "Ah," it was like, whoa. There was crying. And there was like emotion and just, it, I think everybody will relate to it. I'm like, even if somebody doesn't like this band, it doesn't matter. So I encourage you to again, get people to uh, subscribe and write reviews for inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. And, uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. I want to thank my uh, patrons. If you haven't joined Patreon and if you want to, you can, uh, I still thank you for anything you've done, but the patrons have gone above and beyond and, um, you know, they subscribe to the show and they get extra material and Q and A's with me and they get to ask the guest questions and it's just really cool. And it's almost like a little relationship thing there that we have. And it's something special. I always said, if I get enough patrons, I'm going to do a big karaoke party. So I did say that also. Hey guys, uh, knocking point wines, uh, Stephen and Mel's company, Tom, wiley and I did, uh, another series of bottles of wine that we ta- uh, did tastings, and this year I'm the pure, he's the evil. It's pure evil. Go to KnockingPointWines.com. You can use my code PURE and take an additional ten dollars off. Uh, KnockingPointWines.com/slash Tastemakers-Dash Club. I think it's called. Anyway, do that if you if you if you dig the wine. What else? I got uh, Portland on uh, January 23rd and 24th. Tom Welling and I will be in Portland. If you guys are near there and we're going to do a smallville nights improv show and be signing and stuff and that's fun. We're also going to Mexico in March, which is really cool and I think I'm going to Australia in June and a lot of cons coming up, but uh, I'm excited really about Mexico and Portland. The, Mexico I you know I've been but I didn't realize we had this many fans in Mexico, but like some days are sold out. I'm like, "Whoa, man, this is cool." So I had to do this little inter- this little video Ryan and I was like, you know, saying hello to the Mexican. Well, I don't speak a lot of Spanish, but I said, no, right. "Hola." Bienvenidos. Uh Miamo Le- Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> but I go es <laughs> <is> Lex Luthor. <laughs> and I did a little video like
1: that so that was fun. Um what it's else just, and it's just Miamo. You know is say it? yeah, you don't say Miamo S. That's one thing I do know.
0: So I thought it was my name is Miamo S.
1: You can just say Miamo Michael. Miamo, Miamo Michael. Miguel. Well, your last name's Teas. It's Teas. But Teos. That, is, Teos. that is literally the only thing I know about Spanish. Really? I, I wish I knew more. I should. Yeah. We we didn't speak it in the house. Really? My dad doesn't speak Spanish. Your mom? My mom's English. Oh, well, then, why would you... Uh, So are we. Well, I mean, you mean English from another country. Like like Great British English. Yeah. Uh,
0: Great show today. Uh, I've known her for a long time. She was a lead in the movie back in the day that I directed. Uh, We have fun talking about that briefly. Uh, Homeland, come on. Uh, She's been nominated for um, a lot of things. She is in Deadpool 1, Deadpool 2, Gotham, v She's stunning inside and out. She has a heart of gold. It was really fun hanging out with her. And she just, she brightens my day. She's just a a beautiful person. And uh, she's got a great story. And she talks about things like divorce. And she talks about things like, you know, how do you deal with that? And how do you, yeah, there's a certain maturity that goes into dealing with, you know, exes and life and doing things for the children, which a lot of people don't always do when the children suffer and, I don't know. She's got a good hit on her shoulders and she's got a pretty neat perspective. I loved having her, didn't you, Ryan? Yeah, she was great. What did you love mostly about her? How she said squirrel?
1: Yeah, the the Portuguese was fun. Do you remember the the yeah. the, the, the word? Uh it was like skilo, it was like the rapper, right? Skilo. Skilo. Yeah. skilo. <laughs> and she said it and she I go, How did you
0: say that? As you'll hear all of this. It's pretty amazing. Uh again, I encourage you guys to uh Go to Inside of You pod on Twitter and Instagram and all that and uh, follow us and uh, retweet it and, and subscribe and all that stuff. And thank you for the support and the love. At the very end of the interview, of course, I'm going to do the little outro, say a few things, make a few uh, special shout outs and uh, have a little chat with you. So you can stick around if you want and uh, much love. Let's get inside of Marina Backron. It's my point of view, you're listening to inside of you. Michael rosenbaum. inside of you with michael rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience you got off a plane you're one of those people mm-hmm. that you get you know this though
2: tell me more i though. mean your it name, never sucks to hear that
0: you think by the way you think your name morena would have meant something like beauty natural beauty but it does not it means brunette just brunette that's kind of boring right i yeah.
2: know but I want to name her something like Brunette. <laughs> do you know About Lorena. Do you know how I got my name? My mom. Brazilian. Yeah. She was a famous actress when I was born in Brazil.
0: How famous? Mm. Like as famous as you are no, now? No. 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 Does she resent you for it? <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll just get right into it. Anyway. No, she doesn't. So she was famous.
2: Fam- like famous light, but like famous, right? You like, know? Uh, like she was known.
0: Like she was on a soap opera. It's
2: also, yeah, and so in a, the, a ton of theater, and it's a smaller community in Rio, whatever. Um, and there was a newspaper article from the hospital when I was born. Right. And she kept thinking and looking at me, and she didn't know what to name me. And the the title said, uh, baby Morena doesn't have a name yet, because Morena means brunette. Little, so basically meant like right. little tawny baby doesn't have a name yet. And my mom was like, "Oh, that's a good name." <laughs> yeah, really. I know, and it's great that I moved to the United States because that's much more exotic than being in Brazil and being called brunette.
0: Right? Hey, there's brunette.
2: Yeah. Hey, Could brunette. What's up, <laughs> brunette? And then everybody goes, well, "Okay, that's your nickname. What's your real name?" And I'm like, "No, this is brunette. my fucking name."
0: So in Brazil, do they kind of do they think it's funny that your name's brunette? Do you ever get they shit? think
2: it's they think it's my nickname?
0: And they're like, no, that's actually my that's name. That's actually my name. Good for your mom. Yeah. And then you left. How old?
2: Uh, the first time I left when I was seven. And we, my dad got transferred. He worked for this really big um, company called Globo, which is one of the biggest networks or it used to be in Brazil. He got transferred. He was a news editor. And so we all moved because Brazil was in the, in the shitter. Can I curse a lot? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Um, Brazil <sighs> was in the shitter. Um, it was, you know, just, I think, still a dictatorship at the time. A really awful economy. And... Um, we moved, um, but my dad thought that my mom always wanted the kind of suburban, amazing American lifestyle, and got us like a three-bedroom apartment in Forest Hills. And my mom got there and was like, "Oh, I thought we were moving to New York."
0: How far is Forest Hills outside of uh, the Queens? City? It's right, very Queens, close, right? Yeah, it's but not, it's still not New York. But it's not New York City. It's not Manhattan. Like, it's thirty minutes,
2: at least. At least probably right. forty-five.
0: Right on the train. It's still probably expensive.
2: Uh, I don't know. At the time, yeah, this was know. you know the 80s.
0: But he was doing well.
2: He was doing okay. He was doing okay. And, she,
0: and, she, and mom was making money being an actress?
2: She was, and then she quit to to move to New York. And she's like, I don't I do not do Queens. So <laughs> she stayed for a year, and she's like, this is miserable. I'm in the suburbs with two kids. You get to go in the city and work all day. I don't speak the language. My kids don't speak the language. Everybody's crying every day to go to school. You didn't speak any English? None. Zero. N- zero. I remember being made fun of because I saw a squirrel for the first time. <laughs> I mean, you have to imagine that's this so cute. little girl, this yeah. seven-year-old from Brazil, you know, being used to being on the beaches in Rio, oh, and
0: moving to Forest Hills, Queens. Forest Hills,
2: Queens. And I'm wearing like long johns, and it's cold, you know, and we're out in the yard, and a squirrel goes, and I go, Shkilu, because that's what a that's what a squirrel is, in Portuguese, oh, and and people look at me like, "What is wrong
0: with her?" Give me an example. Let me hear how you think you sounded when you were seven. <laughs> What did you say?
2: Mom, I want a hamburger. Say it again. Oh
0: my God, that's so adorable. Yeah, is that cute? Now, it's amazing. I guess at a young age, you stay. <laughs> well, no, it is. Isn't that cute, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, no, it was really, it it's really adorable. A, it's a beautiful language. Don't put him on the spot. Portuguese is a beautiful language. Are you glad I didn't say Spanish?
2: Yes, I am. So I'm very proud of you, for Don't that? people hate
0: that? And you know what, the capital, don't say it because you know. Watch this. Ryan, what's the capital of Brazil? It's Brasilia. Yeah, brother. Yeah. It's not Rio de Janeiro. It's Brasilia. Is it safe for me to go to Brazil?
2: Depends where because
0: you go. Because my listeners, a lot of them, at least on my Instagram, it shows you like this thing that sh- someone showed me. And it says my audience is like Mexico, Brazil, San Paulo. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just wondering, can I go there?
2: Yeah. You just have to be careful and you have to be street smart, you mm-hmm. know, just like any big city. But... The problem with Sao Paulo and Rio specifically are there's a, just a huge discrepancy between wealth. You know, there's, it's either you're either poor or you're rich. And there's a lot of people who can't survive and who are barely scraping by. And so mm. it creates violence, creates, you know, kidnappings and for ransom and, and that kind of stuff and muggings on the street. And you have to be really careful. It's really unfortunate because it's the most beautiful place in the world.
0: I got you. I get you about Brazil. I yep. want to go there. I love you the should. people. I think um, I think you'll have a great beautiful time. Beautiful people. Yeah. You know, do you ever look in, in Americans and just go, man, there's so much prettier in Brazil. Yeah. Do you do that a lot? Yeah, all the time. So, I mean, it's a lot of natural beauty. It's the skin, it's the <laughs> olive skin.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think also, honestly, there's a joy for life there that I haven't seen anywhere else.
0: When you say joy for life, what do you notice differently? Like, if you could say, if you can express or talk about one moment that you see in brazil and compare it to a moment in the states like just a that shows that natural i mean have you
2: seen those like typical videos of little boys playing soccer on the street barefoot yeah yeah. you know you grow up with that kind of like passion for something uh the beaches the way everything looks the way people like they leave work early in rio they go sit on the beach they have you know a beer or whatever and they go back to work like where else do you do that enjoying the moment and being Where you are, even though your circumstances aren't great, you just find joy in the things that you have. I think Brazilians are really good at that.
0: We were talking about being present. Yeah. We had a little dinner before this because we're friends. We've been friends for a while. Yeah. And we keep in touch. And I know you're busy, but you know what? You haven't, you've gotten to be a bigger star now than when we first met and you haven't like, you're still the same Marina. I hope so. Well, yeah, I know. But you, you, you're just, you're easy to talk to.
2: It's gonna sound weird, but like I don't wanna be a star. Like it's not about some I think some people are in it because they wanna be famous. Of course. I wanna do good work and have a good life. And I worry a little bit about what happens when you start to be famous. I, I mean, I wanna have a simple life in a way. Like I wanna I want my kids to grow up and know what the reality of the world is versus in the other day, um, my husband, Ben, is doing a play in New York right now. He's doing a play on Broadway. What was he doing? He's doing a play called Grand Horizons.
0: Nice. That was a with movie with – uh, was it Event Horizon?
2: It's nothing to do with that.
0: No, it's not the sci-fi movie? No, no. It's
2: okay. not a sci-fi Broadway play. I'll, I'll no. still
0: see it.
2: <laughs> it's really good. It's a family drama, okay. a new play. It stars James Cromwell and Jane Alexander, amazing actors. Anyway, we go – I take the two kids on his dinner break to go visit him, and we're walking – to see their dad on Broadway, like, to ha- on a dinner break. Like, that's not normal. Most kids don't live like that. Right. And I want my kids to understand that that is not normal. That's a privilege. But, like, they're exposed to so much, just so much, to art, to theater, to whatever, being in New York. But that's – and that's a privilege. And that's important.
0: That is important. And it's got to be tough to sort of, like, implement certain things to – balance them yeah they're too young
2: to know right now i mean they're three and six so like six-year-old is understanding that a little bit so i think i just need to like remember to just every once in a while slap them around and remind them (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. that's not real
0: Yeah. yeah um back to what you said about being present we were talking about that yeah and i always feel like you are someone that has always been present now i'm not one that has always been present. It's hard to me, I, hard for me sometimes to 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 focus. And I feel like when I'm really into something, I can focus on it. If I'm really just zone, I'm in the zone. Yeah, because I'm interested. Yeah, whether it's a, a documentary or a, a movie or.
2: But don't you find that more and more? Maybe it's because we're actors. Like I don't. Movies don't do that for me anymore. Like, I can't lose myself in a movie the way Judy? I used to. Did you see
0: Judy? Renee Zegwigler? I didn't. What's it? No. Zegwiler? Zegwiler? Zellweger. Zegwiler? Zeg- Peter Weller? <laughs> um, I, I, I talked about this a while ago, but I watched Judy. So you're saying when you watch a movie, you can't connect as much?
2: I just, I see the shot. And like, I'm looking at it okay. in like a, a, a technical I way. Right. And like... I appreciate it. It's been a long time since I've lost myself in a movie.
0: Man. that's Wow, that's interesting because I feel like that's... That's the one way that... Maybe it's the only way. I mean, when I connect, when it happens, I find myself sometimes lost. If a movie's good enough or it's, I feel like it's speaking to me or I can relate to it, like I can relate to Judy. Mm -hmm. There's moments in Judy Garland where I just go, maybe it's mental illness. I don't know. But at the end of Judy, I lost my shit Mm. i was alone on new year's eve it just happened and my friends wanted me to go downtown and i wasn't mad i wasn't angry i wasn't like i just don't feel like it it was like hey guys i've seen you almost every day i had people over for christmas morning i had enough's enough i had an ornament party i've had screener nights i love you but i don't need to see you again right now
3: Mm
0: -hmm. and for some reason i don't know if it's universe or my your body sort of telling you yeah you need to just chill out, man. Yeah. Why I watch Judy, I don't know, because there's many movies that I want to see. You know, a lot of other screeners.
2: Yeah.
0: Academy movies. And I remember my... I, I kept seeing a trailer every once in a while for Judy.
2: Yeah. A Judy I, I Garland story. Uh, it, well, I've heard, I've heard amazing. Things I don't know if you'll
0: it. connect to it like I did, but at the end... I mean, she was 47 when she died. Yeah. I was, I'm 47 and she died right before her 48th birthday. Well, and You're I, so much older than me. Yeah. How old are you? 40. 40, yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I I just remember, you know, she had pill yeah. addiction, horrible, since she was young, but she went through so much that I couldn't even understand when she was young. And you know those things that come on at the end of a movie like, Judy went on to do this. Six days later, she died. Right it just i could feel it right now it just moved me yeah. and i when i say cry i wasn't just going oh my god that's sad i was 15 minutes hard couldn't stop crying and i never do that i never non-stop cry usually it's a cry for a minute or two and i can go let go 20 seconds you know lost my grandpa I was crying but this one lasted like a lifetime and i and it was weird i didn't want it to end it sounds my, like
2: it was really cathartic.
0: It was cathartic. And my, my dogs came up to me and I just was like, my eyes were, the next day they were burning. Yeah. They hurt. And so I connected with that. There's certain things in movies that. Wait, didn't
2: you, didn't I text you that night and say, hey, I'm coming tomorrow. This was this, this was two days ago. Yeah. Eve. Yeah. And then you. And then you go, you t- I'm, yeah, great. I'm going to bed. Like you were really short, which you aren't usually. Maybe yeah, you had just had I your face cry.
0: I was, I was done. Yeah, and I just felt like sometimes it's important to just reflect and t- to emote. Yeah, I mean you're Brazilian, so you probably cry I a emote. lot. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But you know,
2: no, but I do, and I, I it's, you're you're it's a hard.
0: What I makes am, you but cry? As,
2: but as, as I get older, it gets harder. Like I, 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 I find myself holding it in a lot. I'm embarrassed to cry. I'm embarrassed to be vulnerable. Why?
0: Why are you embarrassed to
2: cry? Because I feel like I cry all the time. Because I feel like I cry too much. Because how I feel often do like, you cry? Well, you know, like I have this thing called a period, and like you know, at least well, once a month, women I'm, like have periods crying, they cry. Okay,
3: okay.
2: i you know, I had a rough day yesterday. I mean, I cried a lot yesterday, and I didn't know why.
0: We talked about why. Could have no, been New Year's Eve.
2: Yeah, no, I I drank too much on New Year's Eve. That's definitely part That's of fine. it. Right. But I was also
0: PMSing. PMSing.
2: Right? it was deeper than that it felt like so much and i think it's okay to allow yourself to have those moments but i judge myself and through it i was like and my husband kept asking me like are you okay i'm worried about i'm like you know what i'm fine i just need to cry i don't know why i'm gonna try not to dissect this like i'm just gonna cry and it was okay and i feel better (laughs)
0: does he ever think is it me am i doing something I'm sure of course like, because and he's a very women sensitive can be person. tough you know even when a guy's not like answering yeah. a woman like imagine if guys like why are you so quiet I'm fine. something's wrong no i'm fine
2: no but i wasn't doing it like that right. i mean i was course, letting him was just you in. i was letting him in Right, right. If it was, I him, was he'd like look i it. i was like i don't know i just think i need to be in this place right now but with something you said earlier about connecting with something like that like the movie like Judy and allowing yourself to cry and having that cathartic moment and being present. I have a hard time being present. And I think watching a movie, I'm not being present. I'm like looking at like the technical aspects around it. And are jaded aren't we? Yeah, I think so. But lately I've started um pottery. Because we were oh, also talking about art before. Yeah. And that I I will I will be at the wheel making something for three hours and the time will go like that and I won't realize it. And it is so soothing and it's so nice to be doing something that takes your attention like that, that you're not self conscious about, that you don't care
0: how great you are.
2: How great you are, how you look, how you look doing it, how you' what you're making. Like I'm not in it to make beautiful pottery. I'm in it to just create something and learn a new skill.
0: Or to just disappear in your mind, yeah. be present and not.
2: It's like be a meditation. So it's yeah so great.
0: I think that's awesome. See, that's great. That's that's like applying certain things. Those are good. We call them good habits, right? Yeah. Because we're talking about like I had a lot of bad habits. I still have a lot of bad habits, but I cut out a lot of them. It's all right. That's a glass and that's a microphone. Yeah. That's, that's still good. That's still the microphone. I got to go
2: like way around it <laughs> to drink my water.
0: That would have been, that was a drunk moment, even though you're not drunk <laughs> and you promised yourself you're not drinking not after like, New Year's for three months. Three months, yeah. Yeah. When you drink, do you feel like you're like, I'm going to get drunk tonight?
2: I'm going to get really drunk. Yeah. Sometimes I can tell. Sometimes it sinks up on me. I don't do it often. I have two kids and I'm up at right. six and I hate that feeling of like, I feel disgusting and then yeah. I'm crabby and I'm not enjoying my day like so i just don't do it a lot i have my glass of wine pretty much every (laughs) night but that's a glass i mean that's different you don't Um, think
0: that's alcoholism when you have to have a glass of wine every night
2: no i don't i think that's being a mom you do you when you have children you tell me about it because it's like what i imagine people do when they have a cigarette or like you know you just kind of need to exhale sometimes and having a glass of wine and i also really like the taste of wine I enjoy that. Right. I talk with my hands a lot.
0: That's fine. You're an actor? No, um, yeah, that's a good actor, I think. People talk because that's what people do. They talk with their hands. I'm also Have you ever had an actor and where they're Brazilian. just like this?
2: Right. But anyway, getting back to drinking my drinking problem. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't drink like that. that. New Year's Eve was maybe the most I've had to drink ever in one, at one. Like, I had a great time. You did? I had a great time. It was just three couples. Were you we- sloppy?
0: no sloppy. we
2: danced i we never noticed you being sloppy time. i've seen
0: you drunk when we did back in the day okay i remember you were drunk a couple of nights because there was like people were out drinking because there
2: was nothing to do in nothing indiana to do. Mm-hmm. i couldn't
0: really enjoy it but the few nights i did when everybody's drunk i never kn- some people you could see there's something like eh, maybe they should stop yeah but i never could tell like god she's hammered but
2: i know my limit you i really that's do. the thing i man. really do most I don't, people don't know their limits I don't, like two drinks for me is plenty
1: ryan do you know your limits uh yeah no I, I went a little harder on New Year's Eve than I wanted to as well yeah I I were you obnoxious no I'm a fun drunk are you yeah. you say that I'm sure a
0: lot of people say they're fun <laughs> drunks and if you ask their friends they're like what an <laughs> asshole
1: I mean I, I I've had I've had asshole moments too that happens really uh, yeah you can't prevent that
2: I get I just get happy I think like I'm more affectionate and I'm happier and I'm I think it depends looser. What you drink. Yeah, it does depend on what you drink. Yeah. It does my my sure.
0: friend Anine does these things where I, I love her, but she does do this thing that annoys me. Annoys me, but I I know she actually does love me. She'll look at me literally like this. Mike. And I'm like, I know it's coming. And she does this to Ethan too. She'll go. She'll tilt her head a little with a smile.
1: I love you. All right.
0: And I go, all right. She goes, no, no. I, say it. I'm like, I I love you too. Wait, and she no, only you, does
2: that when she's drunk?
0: Well, she does it w- 99% more. Everyone's supposed to go, I love you. Thank you. It was a great night. But it will be one of those moments where it's uncomfortable. Right. I'm not uncomfortable. I'm just like, here it comes. Right. Lean's had a few too many. Mike, I love you. Right. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, brother. it's like, what? Why can't you just. No, I think it's sweet. I think it's sweet. I, I do you find it hard. I mean, for a woman, I think it's easier. To say I love you to everybody, like a woman can say. I have a hard time though. Well, I'm saying like a son. Like, can Ben is his or his parents alive? Yeah. Can he say I love you to his dad? Yeah. See, that's that's a nice thing. I I, I don't think I yeah ever said it and other than it a to text recently. Well, see, that's that's a great thing. It's that's really so important nice. to say I love you to a little boy yeah. or a little girl. Yeah. Is huge. You don't understand. I'm telling you firsthand experience. If you look at your son with conviction, it's not like you're throwing it at him constantly. Yeah. But if you're like Hey, I want you to know, I love you. Yeah, I really love you. I'm proud of you, and I really want you to be happy. And I'm with you. I mean, that will—that's more than any gift you could ever buy them. Yeah, that is the gift. It's true. And so, if Ben's doing that, but fuck. I think
2: even if you can't say that, and that's how you are towards them, your attitude—I think that's—that's that's okay too. I mean, yes. hearing "I love you" is very important, I think. But for showing affection it with
0: actions, like,
2: is also important.
0: Talking to your son, playing yeah. with him. Yeah. Being interested in his life. Being
2: interested, I think,
0: is huge. Ben seems like he has a really good uh, disposition. Yeah, he does. He's just a nice guy. Like, I'd hang out with Ben. I mean. I don't know if Ben would hang out with me.
2: He says to say hello, so I think he would. Okay,
0: will. well, that's nice. Yeah. Hi, pre- Hi Ben. <laughs> How are you, Ben? He is. He's just a nice guy. And I'm like.
2: <sighs> he is. I mean, you know, he's a human being. He's got his moments as well. And what are his moments? You know, he's. I mean, like all of us. He's does got, he get angry? Yeah. He's been angry. He Marina! Red. Enough! He got, no, it's not like that. He His anger is quiet, is contained. He has to walk away. He doesn't want to do anything he regrets. It's very admirable, actually. And it yeah. scares me a little. Like, when he gets like that, I'm like, oh, I fucked up. You know what I mean, right? He he doesn't want to do anything he regrets. He doesn't want to say anything he regrets. Good He's on him. Like, That's
0: hard to do. It that is. takes years of
2: self. Of like, I would assume it takes yourself.
0: a long time to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times you're you're hearing something that sounds so foreign to you, so wrong. Yeah. that you're like, fuck off! I have, no-. and then that just feels. Like if you're fighting with a Brazilian woman, yeah, no, forget she she might be like, no, 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 Puxugo, what is it? The squirrel. <laughs>
2: For sugar,
0: Shuda? What's the name for a iskulo? Iskulo. Iskulo. I don't even know how I'm saying. Iskulo.
2: For sugar.
0: Say it again. Say it again.
2: Iskulo. No,
0: the whole sentence.
2: I love iskulo.
0: <laughs> it's such a great thing. I want to see hear that in a movie. Inside of you is brought to you by Neurohacker Qualia Cineletic. Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this. for up to $100
1: off, and use code INSIDE at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this,
0: but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out, and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time Slash inside. But I want to get into your career a little bit too, but like that's not, of course, what the show is about. The show's about, like, hey, you're About success- being inside of me. Right. Yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But the show, I've had actors go, God, we well, haven't even talked about this project. We haven't talked about The Office, Rain Wilson said. And I, I go, Oh, you want to? He's like, No, I love this. Mm-hmm. And you've done a lot Serenity, Firefly, uh, Homeland, you got nominated for uh, an Emmy in 2013 yeah yeah you're welcome and then uh (laughs) gotham and then uh deadpool one deadpool two you got a movie greenland coming out with gerard butler Mm -hmm. you've got i mean like you're successful you have a lot of money
2: uh mm, i live in new york city (laughs) i'm putting two kids to private school there's
0: there's not enough money in the world (laughs) well, well we'll get into that but like you um you went through tough shit yeah as we know, like people get divorced. My parents, yeah. my mom's been married three times. My sister's been married four times. My dad just got divorced for a second time. I know what divorce is. Yeah. And maybe that's why I'm single. Maybe that's why I haven't gotten married because I see how much dysfunction there is.
2: Oh, get married. It's wonderful.
0: It is. But the first time around, I'm sure there was wonderful moments, but it didn't work out. No, it didn't. But why Why do you think it doesn't work out?
2: You know, there are so many reasons. Um, for me, uh, you know, I, 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 and I, and by the way, if I hesitate here, it's because I'm hyper aware that my son will be old enough one day to to hear everything that I sure. say about my relationship, Absolutely. and I want to be respectful of that.
0: We were just talking about this before, yeah, right.
2: Um, I didn't know myself well enough when I got married. I right. I didn't admit to myself that the things that I that I actually wanted, the things that I wanted, and that I still want. I wasn't ballsy enough to to let it be okay that I, that I wanted certain things and that certain things were important to me. I, I grew up, you know, Brazil has this sort of like misogynistic kind of like, you know, male, uh, dominance in relationships and, and culturally. And I, you know, I left Brazil when I was seven for the first time and then 10 for good. Um, and I didn't have that as an example in my household. My parents were, you know, my mom real ball buster. So um, <laughs> my dad was the more like sedate one. But I I didn't also I also didn't have a they got divorced when I was 20. I didn't have a, an example of a one a great relationship. My mom raised me to go, you know, never cook for any man. You're gonna be successful. You're not gonna have kids until you're in your 30s or 40s. You're always gonna take care of yourself first because this is what she wanted for herself. Right. And she filled me with all of this and I was like, this is what I want. I am not going to cook for any man. I'm going to be a feminist. I'm going to – and it wasn't really what I wanted. I didn't want to – I didn't – I mean, it's so fucking hard, right, in this like Me Too movement, whatever. But like I don't want to be equal, the same as my man. I, I think that there is a man and there is a woman. And I think that's okay. It doesn't mean I should get paid less or it doesn't mean that I should – but we don't do the same things and we don't serve the same function in a household, and i think those roles can change and they can be what they are for the right relationship for, you know with wh- whatever you want for yourself but i didn't really know myself well enough to know that i am much more traditional i realized than than i i wanted to be cooler than i am i love that ben opens doors for me i love that when we started dating he you know made a big deal about like no, put your wallet away. Like a man should pay, and I love that he. And but I'm. I'm. This is nothing to do with my ex. This is to do with my current. Right. This is these are the things he, you're the just things saying. That these am,
0: things right away that he was doing were more of what you were gravitated towards.
2: Yes, and I. That's and all. it made me feel good, and it made me feel loved and wanted, and also he heard me and listened, and emotional. We emotionally connected yeah. with each other in a way that I hadn't before, and. You know, these were all things that were extremely important to me that I didn't realize how much.
0: Does he still do them? Yeah. All the time? Does he ever not hold the door when you...
2: I, I, he always does. I mean, unless I get ahead of him, which I sometimes do, whatever, but like...
0: How do you feel about the old Bronx tale moment where instead of going around the door and opening the door, I go in the driver's side door and then lean over... Oh, that one and open and the door. And then open the door that way.
2: That's fine. Not as good, but that's fine.
0: That still works, right? Yeah. Whew, thank God. It works. You know, it's, it's hard, though. You know, you have a kid with someone, you're married, and then you up and you move to New York. Is it tough to, because, you know, my parents fucking loathed each other uh-huh. after the divorce. In fact, I made a rule, and I still hold that rule now. I say... You are not allowed to talk about anybody else except us when we're having a conversation. Mm. If you start talking about dad or you start right. talking that's about mom, I'm hanging up. It's not fair. That's not and fair. I dealt with it a while, and it was hurtful. And so, do you sort of have a rule? Do you yeah, sort of we like, oh, hey, I will not talk about your dad. Absolutely, he's a good dad, or whatever. And that
2: absolutely, he right. is a good dad. And I, I do not. My son is a smart boy. He, I'm sure, picks up on tensions that we have with each other, my ex and I, but. That is a big rule for both of us. You just you cannot bring a child into it, and sometimes no. it happens accidentally, or sometimes there's a frustration or something that you're dealing with, and the kid experiences it. But I, we both, I believe, try. I know I really, really, really try to not let that be a thing.
0: Right? You
2: can't. It's really unfair.
0: sometimes resentment is hard to let go. You know when things but what's, go there's... You know
2: what's harder? Yes, resentment is hard to let go you know,
0: ego, uh,
2: ego. And, you know, you broke up because you don't get along, right? Like right. there's something that just doesn't gel. Right. So that's tough. But, you know, I can't let that get in the way of my, you know, of their relationship and my relationship with my son. And right. it's a completely, you know, you can't, you have to be the bigger person. That's just not fair to him. Yeah. The harder thing, though, I think, we're adults, and we will deal with what we'll deal with. The harder are the questions that he's going to start to, you know, we split up when he was one, as he gets older, he starts to ask questions. And lately he's been saying, I, you know, I, I want, why can't we all live together? And I think that's, it, it makes me laugh in like the best possible way. Like that's so sweet. He wants us all to be married to each other and to all live in the same house. Right. And I feel like it's really important to give him that fantasy, you know, and to just acknowledge. It's
0: like, yeah, man, who knows?
2: He wants us together. He wants his family together. And that's a sweet thing. And you want to encourage that, I think, in a kid.
0: And then you turn your head to your uh, husband, Ben, and go,
2: not in a million years. <laughs> I think there's a sitcom in there somewhere, huh?
0: There is, right? It's called Not in a Million Years. <laughs> Well, thanks for being open about that, and that's—it's interesting because, you know, you 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 rarely see two people that can be like we can actually have a conversation and talk about our kid, and it's fine, and there's no resentment, there's no, and I I don't know if you even are near there. Maybe it's just right now, you have the time with your son, I have the time with my son, and that's what it is.
2: Yeah, I mean it's. You know, it's more like that. But we do. I mean, you you have a child together. You got to discuss doctors and you discuss schools and you just, you know, there's things that you need to do you, talk about. Is it
0: hard though? Do you ever feel like you're um, not agreeing on certain things just uh, all to the time, not, but... but just to not agree?
2: Oh, <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Like he'll say no. something and then you'll go, well, I'd rather instead of going, you know what? You could have this
2: one. I mean, maybe in the beginning, but I think like as it goes on, you really have to think about it. It's a waste kid. of time. It's a waste of time. Like yeah. why? Why do that? Why are we doing that? But i find i mean with ben ben and i argue about things all the time where i'm like well i like you know to eat at this place because whatever like i want to give them this blue carrot and he's like <laughs> that carrot has no nutritional value you know we like argue about like stupid
0: jokes. right right there's not. um do you have uh, parents like ben
2: my mom yeah she she my dad is not really in the picture oh my, yeah because they divorced they divorced and, so he, and never, he lives in brazil you um, don't do you ever see him you know, I tried for many years to reconcile and keep a relationship, and it, it, you know, it got really, really, really complicated. And I thought it was best to have boundaries at the moment. I have, I'm hopeful that at some point soon we will reconnect, but right now it's easier um, to, I mean, just I guess not. I mean, we don't we speak occasionally, like we email, but it's not what it should be.
0: Right. I mean, um, it, does that? really make you sad does it make you sad that you don't have a relationship with your dad that you want to have does it um do you ever think about yes, it
2: yes but it where our relationship was was more damaging and more sad than not do you know what i mean
0: mm. doesn't do does that i mean that well his relationship so he wasn't giving you what a father should yeah you weren't getting out of him what was, you I needed was, as a daughter
2: yes and I, and that was more hurtful
0: and you gave him every opportunity to step up and yes. he just didn't step up yes yes and that goes back to you saying a man should be a man and step up in a way, you know. Like,
2: I mean, yeah, he, I is, guess so. Is he I mean, just
0: tough? Is he just
2: too tough? Like, no, oh, I'm not. he's not at all tough. I mean, he's very nice. He's very. um, I have been parentified, you know, in the relationship. Like, I'm. I become the parent, and I don't need that no. relationship. And oh, I, fuck, I, I need the other too. way around.
0: Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like I be- I have become the parent like yeah. many years ago.
2: So moving to an, a, another country, I learned English quicker than my parents did, of course, because they're in their forties and it takes a while and whatever. My brother and I were fluent within two or three years, um, and so we became, or I, because I'm the oldest, became the go to. Like, hey, can you translate for that? From what what are they saying? Well, let's. I need to open a bank account. You need to come with me. Right. I need help uh parent to conferences. What is your teacher saying? I'm like translating and you know, and it suddenly like I don't have the support. I'm supporting. Hmm. And then it and then it bleeds into other areas emotionally and all kinds of things. And from a very early age I became but giving money. Right. Providing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, it's amazing how you know you do it and you do it. you know what I always say? It's oh it's so weird. When no one wants when someone doesn't ask for money when you're making it like my grandmother for instance my grandmother she hates she won't let me buy her things i buy right. her since my grandpa passed i buy her flowers every week she gets sorry roses. sorry about that i know how close thank you, you were. yeah thank you you're welcome i know you mean it so i appreciate it you know i buy her flowers r- roses every week and she's like mike you, stop why are you doing this it's so expensive you're buying me flowers because i love you and i want you to smile Aww. at least once a week because i know you're having a hard time she goes, you're just special. You're special. I go, I know I'm special. Uh, pe- the teachers told me that. And, but I, I, you know, I want to buy her things. Like I had to go out and get her a TV, a new TV. Yeah. And I go, dad, let's go buy her a TV. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go buy her a TV. You better not buy me anything. I don't need anything. Right. But those are the people you want to buy. For. My is. friend Tom, he doesn't want you buying him anything. Right. He doesn't want you lending it. But it's when someone's hand's always out.
2: It's That's not like, like you don't love them. That really gets, me. That really it's, gets r- me. It's really hard on us. But it, it because it plays on guilt and it plays manipulation. on manipulation. And, you know, I've supported my parents since I could work when I was like 20, 21, you know, which is like not an age you should be supporting your parents. And it's hard. It's really, really hard. And there's also – I think there's also a cultural aspect to that too, by the way. I mean in Brazil – you live with your parents until you get married. And then when you get married, you move out and then you kind of start supporting your parents, you know? Mm. And and I think that that's something that was just kind of ingrained in in them. But I don't live in Brazil. I grew up, you moved me here. I love you, but. Do you ever think
0: sometimes, I learned this in therapy, but you want, you're always waiting for that moment in life where the person you love will become the person you always needed or wanted. Does that make sense? Almost like you know, like uh-huh. I love my mother. Uh huh. I stopped imagining or thinking. You know, one day she's just gonna be that right, responsible, right. no, non manipulative, right, uh, just sincere. And she has her moments now. She's, I think she's trying. My dad's trying, but but that's called. You know, my old therapist said, um, "What's crazier than you know some of the things you experience as a child and your parent? What's crazier is you." thinking they're going to change that you think after all these years you're still going to find a way to make them be what you always e- this is who they are yeah this is the person you're looking at so you have to ask yourself do I want a relationship with this person right. and if I do what kind of relationship and you have to be in control of that relationship in in the sense that how often do I want to speak to this person how much effort do I want to put into this how much do I want to how much time do I want to spend right. with them and that really is a that ha- took me a while but when you stop trying to parent and you mm-hmm. stop trying to fix.
2: I know. Well, the fixing. Well, then uh, if you
0: just stop it and you just say, this is what I will accept. allow. This is what I want in my life. Because at the end of the day, it's your life. It's your life. It's the loan. It's the it's, it's my life. It's my life. When he's saying the Mickey, remember that? That's a really good impression. You like that? All right. Well, yeah. More <laughs> from where that came from. Uh, I got on that because I think there's... Like I said, I always try to fix things, but like, I'm like, you know what? The more you try to fix people, the more broken you get.
2: Yeah, no, you can't. I
0: feel like I've gotten more broken. I'm like, as the years have gone on, because it's debilitating and stressful and draining. It's futile. And futile. And it's just crazy. It's like, it's fantasy for me to think that I'm going to change someone or get someone on a routine. I have to get on the routine. I have to just be as healthy as I can be because otherwise, what am I doing? Yeah. Well, who am I living my life for?
2: What, you know, having kids really puts that in perspective big time. If you break down, like nothing gets done, nobody gets taken care of, you know, and you yeah. really, th- that's one of my New Year's resolutions this year, honestly, is to take better care of myself and to allow myself more All right. time for myself. I will, yeah. I will like run on empty. I'll just keep going, keep going till I completely collapse.
0: How are you going to change that? So in the New Year's resolution,
2: I'm going to be less, I'm going to tr- feel, try to feel less guilty and try to work through that guilt of like, you know what? I can go to a coffee shop, take a breather, read a book for 30 minutes and reset so I can have more energy for my kids later. Just like not have that, you know, what can I be doing more for them? Like spending more time with them, playing with them more, doing... I do that a lot and I, and it's, more, it's about quality and not quantity, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I remember Daisy Confused there was a line where the guy goes, "It's not about quantity, man. It's about quality." That's exactly it. That's but I, you it. know, you remember that, Ryan?
1: Not that specifically. The you, know, I can only remember the the Matthew McConaughey bit.
0: That's what I like about these freshman girls, man. Yeah, yeah. When I get older, they stay the same age. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> that was a good one. Um. So look, all your success. I mean, I don't know how you do it because I can barely like I can imagine. You got movies, you got TV shows. You're flying out to LA, and you're telling me how much it's, how hard it is because you miss your kids. Yeah, like you miss your kids, but you're you're working to give them a better life, to give yourself a better life, to have enough money so you can retire and later on in life. And, and
2: but most importantly, I love it. You know, I really try not to say to I'm like, I do
0: love your job. I
2: have to go to LA because I have to work. I want to.
0: Do you love everything you do? Is there a job you're like besides my movie? It was, it was, <laughs> I mean, no, you had a lot of fun on
2: my I mind. did. I had a you, blast. I
0: think it was one of your best times in your life. I did. I had a blast. I mean, are you more picky? You, you're obviously more picky. Yes, because now you're getting, before, it's like, all right, I'll do V. Yeah. All
2: right, I'll do... I mean, well, not... like I said, when you have kids, it puts a lot in perspective. And I weigh the time I'm going to spend away from them with the job. So is it worth it? You know, is it something I need to do? And mm-hmm. how can I balance and, and have a balance? I, I really, you know, that's the hardest part, I think, as a working mom, is balancing... Wanting to work because then I feel good about myself and I have more to give to them. Right. Um, not just financially but emotionally with the time that I, that I won't be with them. But it's important, I think, to show them that I can have my, my own life and my needs and my wants and it's okay to like take care of myself.
0: Do you give yourself a certain amount of time? Like let's say you're learning lines. First of all, how do you prepare? Mm. Who helps you, mm-hmm. if anybody? Do you record your lines, your voice for the other lines? And, do you, and then how many hours a day do you give yourself to work on them so you, then you can give the rest of the time to the family?
2: It's really different for every part. You know, if I'm doing like, if I'm guest starring on a show and it's super easy and I it's the kind of role that I can do in my sleep, I don't prepare.
0: So you don't just, you don't put a lot of effort into it? I
2: don't. You just, I mean, don't. I, I know that you I give can...
0: them what they want and you move and, on.
2: But not that I put zero effort. I just tell myself, like, get rest. Look good, feel good, feel good about yourself. Like I do the things to prepare in that way.
0: But you know your lines.
2: But my lines are not. Like it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll get them, and it's going to be fine. That's not the hard part. I think honestly, with children, it's the um, the, the 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 hygiene of like getting enough rest and allowing yourself to leave the house with plenty of time to like not have a crazy morning or, you know, maybe like. Not being the one who takes them to school that morning or whatever, like doing that. How kind of do you stuff. get
0: rest? Is it routine? Do you go to bed at a certain hour and wake up at a certain hour? Do you have to oh do my that? God. Because usually, a lot like, yes. I have sleep problems. So if I don't go to bed by 11 or 12, if it's later, everything's effed up.
2: Right. Like, I you have, miss your, sli- your sleep. Right. Ball.
0: Like, I got I got to go to
2: bed right that's, now. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the hardest things about having children is, is that that gets completely fucked but up. But how do you, what
0: do you, here's my biggest question for you the most important thing you're going to say on the show. How do your eyes not look swollen? How do you not have, like, bags under your eyes? I
2: have good jeans. Fuck, man.
0: I must have those Hungarian-Romanian jeans. Because, like, <laughs> that's all I could think of. I don't even care about being a good actor. All I can care about is, God, please make my eyes less swollen in the morning.
2: But that's your look. Like, that's who you are. Who cares? I know. <laughs> I just
0: hate, like, looking like fucking a I'm, s- golf I am exhausted
2: balls. 95% of my life. No. Are you
0: are you exhausted on set? Can you fall asleep on set? Not on like we're I can I like... have
2: an in, intense amount of energy. I'm tired a lot, but I'm on, like I'm buzz I'm on. Like I'm not. When I'm working, I'm working. I rarely can take naps during the day. I, I don't allow. Like, Again, that's one of the things that I'm going to work on this year mm-hmm. is allowing myself to switch off. Whether it's meditation mm, for five to yeah. ten minutes, yep. or laying down and taking a quick cat nap, I need to be able to do that more. But I will be up with kids all night and then get up and have a full day and then, like, just do it again. But that comes with knowing that you have to. Like, if I did that, try to do that 10 years ago, there's no fucking way I could do it. Right. It's because, you know, you have these little people that need you.
0: Mm, little these little people. How cute people. is that? They're little people. 6
2: a.m. They're patting into my room like, good morning. It's time to get up. <laughs> Squirrel. Skilu.
0: Skilu. Skilo. I wish I was a little bit skilo. <laughs> I find this so fascinating. Like, I mean, your career, Do you did, when you were doing Deadpool 1, mm-hmm. I remember when we had lunch at a, a Chinese, no, a sushi place in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And we had a conversation about Deadpool and you are working with Ryan Reynolds and everything. I, I, I didn't know what Deadpool was. I, I don't know. I much. didn't either. I, I know. I remember I was sitting there and I go, what do you think? You're like, I don't know. Seems, he's great. Everything's great. great. <laughs> let's, you, want, you want Unagi? Sure, let's get Unagi. You had no idea. Yeah. So... Were you absolutely blown away when you saw the movie?
2: Yeah, I was.
0: Did you think this is going to put me on another level?
2: No, I mean I still didn't know how people were going to receive it. When I was shooting, I was like, "Oh, oh this is this is fun." Like I'm having the best time. I hope it turns out great, you right. know? And then when I saw it, I was so blown away. And then when it came out and it was the hit that it was, I I, I still sometimes can't believe it.
0: The first movie, you didn't get paid much. I got paid okay. What's okay? I can't tell you. Why? Let me just ask you this: How long did you work? Two months. On the first one. Yeah.
2: Ooh, on and off for two months. Yeah. Two hundred
0: thousand, two hundred fifty thousand. I'll tell you. Three hundred. I'll tell you later when the mic's off. Forty thousand dollars. But the, have an the
2: ex-husband, if he knows how much I met, you know
0: the difference. Between, know. <laughs> yeah. The difference between one and two, exorbitant difference.
2: No. I mean, a bit a, a bump for sure.
0: Residuals. At least tell me this. In residuals. Did you get more than three hundred thousand dollars in residuals?
2: Oh God, I don't know.
0: Ah. Uh, Jesus, I would have known.
2: Well, I got a box office bonus. I got two.
0: Ooh, those are nice. That means when the movie makes X amount, you get a bump. Yeah. And it makes X amount, you get a bump. You know how many movies I've been in? That never. I never got that bump. It's really hard. All of them.
2: And no, that's really hard. Never that's that bug. rarely happens. You know how much I got
0: paid for Guardians? Is it weird to talk about money? I don't care. I like it. It's just kind of fun. Because I think people want to know. Some people go, I can't believe he talks about money. But other people are like going, I want to know. I want to tell you what I got paid for Guardians. Get ready. I only worked a week. A week. Okay. A week. And I was unrecognizable as they put CGI all over my face. Uh-huh. But it was my body and my mouth to make the three lines that I said. 15 grand. Amazing. <laughs> and I thought residually, I was like, oh my God. This, is me. this makes a... This made a a billion dollars. I bet you I'm going to get so much.
2: Did money. you get residuals? Oh no,
0: I did. But yeah, no. I mean, uh, Right. So like people think that you get a lot well, of money.
2: and But they also – and it, they dwindle. This is what people don't understand. It, the residuals go oh, down yeah. no, every no. year. Look, I'm – I get checks from the OC for one cent. Oh, yeah. I've gotten one cent checks.
0: <laughs> but you know what? Here is the thing. It's like people assume that you, know, you make a lot of money – When you do Guardians, if you're a bigger actor in the show, if you're me. Sure, sure. Sure. But like after the taxes and everything, I probably made $5,000. Those studios are
2: really, really smart.
0: They're really smart. The way they do this
2: business model because there's cameos, right? mm -hmm. And the way they define what you're doing, you get paid accordingly. So even if it's Scarlett Johansson, if she's a cameo in one of the Marvel movies, like she may not get paid her rate. I mean, they do it in a very smart way.
0: They do. And I also think nowadays they're like – you want to be part of the Marvel universe? Yeah. You want to be part of the DC universe? Right. Get we'll on pay, your knees. We'll pay you what we want to pay you. <laughs> exactly. You're lucky to be in this movie. That's that. They have the power. They do. They do have the power until you say no right well,
2: well that that no. is real power in this Isn't it? industry
0: and you know what it I, is
2: let me tell you something it is power every time anywhere in any industry no if you could say no i've you mean gotten it, exactly you don't what i want
0: and but you know what i bet you really meant no I'll,
2: you have to mean if it. if you're fucking around trying to get more money no. and you say no you're fucked you're fucked it you're only fucked. works if you mean it you and this is in real life if you walk were, away my
0: friend wanted to quit ups he's like you know what Oh, no, he wanted to quit a subsidiary, if that's the right word, of UPS. Like something that's not UPS, but it's like P-U-S. Okay. PUS. Why did I spell PUS? Sorry. Puss. Puss. He was like, fuck this, man. They're paying me like half as much as UPS would pay me, and I'm fucking leaving. And I'm like, let me tell you something. If you really want to go and you're not trying to bust their balls to give me more money, he was like, no, fuck that. I'm not getting paid this money. I'm leaving. I want to leave. I'm leaving. I go, if you really mean it, then then do it. And he's like, ah, and then it came out. He right. he just couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't do it. Yeah. So I'm like, I remember there's been those moments. And look, a lot of times if you have a family, if you're working, you know, you're making ends meet. Yeah. To say no is harder. But if you really mean it, if you really feel like, you know, they're not paying me what I'm worth and for unprinciple, I really just. You and I
2: had this conversation recently yeah, oh, where yeah.
0: Yeah. I was make,
2: trying to make a deal and we'll we not we'll leave it out at the studio and all that stuff. Right. But like. And, you know, I, it was not worth it to me. And I didn't. I didn't. I, that was one of the times that I had to cancel on yeah. you. Know, I didn't come, come out to LA. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know, pitch the show I was going to pitch. You're like, like fine, yeah. don't pay me. I, and it was fine with me. It was genuinely fine with me. I was like, I'm not. And it wasn't even, a, this particular deal point was not even about money. Right. It was about the power to make decisions and to, to, to be a part of the development process. And I felt like if I'm bringing a show to somebody, I'd like to have that power. Yeah. Yeah
0: um jess whedon
2: yeah joss joss
0: jesus i've never worked with him that's why i fucked his name up
2: um
0: <laughs> he's brilliant yes he is I, I saw this movie cabin in the woods yeah yeah i fucking loved it i was like yeah. i want to work with this guy yeah do you ever think why why is he not casting me now i did serenity i did firefly i
2: in... do wonder about that sometimes yeah, it's actually like,
0: what, what did i do wrong i was on homeland well, but not I was only that
2: I... he's he he works with people over and over again uh-huh But I'm one of the only actors that he's never worked with again, which is super Were you a bitch? No. We had a great time together.
0: Joss, Marina is a a wonderful woman. She's such a good-hearted, you know this. Maybe he'll, I I think he'll cast you.
2: There was one thing that he did call me for, it was a long time ago, a TV show that he did, but there was like a scheduling issue, which is why I couldn't do it, but that was it. I mean, this was like 20 years ago.
0: Do you regret anything in terms of like turning down a job?
2: There's, I don't think that, that there's you know. a job that I've turned down that I've regretted. It's really hard to say no to work when you, when you don't work a lot and when you don't know when the next job is gonna come right um, and, it, and that still is hard for me you know I had to turn down something at the end of last year that was with a friend um, and that was that is one of the hardest things to do and I actually did like the script. And I know that he'd been trying to make this movie for a long time, and but it just the timing—it was like not right for my family.
0: Mm, there you go. New and year's it was resolution. I, in
2: my heart, I was like, I feel like I'm going to go and do this to do it, and not because I want to do it. And I, but I, I did kind of like I could have seen myself doing it. I just
0: didn't want to put that much effort into it.
2: I don't know. Like there was something about the time away from my kids. That it, it was going to be too hectic and insane. I was going to be going back and forth. And they were going to have to come and visit me. And it was like, and I was That's like, you know what? Chaotic. I'm just not going to do this it. This is going
0: to be... And I had yeah. to turn
2: a friend down. And that was really, really hard. Really hard.
0: You didn't turn me down when we did back in the day. I didn't. That was fun. We we made this little... It was under a million. It says on IMDb it was a million, but it was under a million. I think you could tell that when you were on set. It was just like, we had a girl's trailer and a boy's we trailer. We had
2: one trailer for one well, we, how, four women, five women? I
0: think we had 12 11 actors um in the middle of nowhere with a crew that didn't know what they were doing for the most part except some we brought from la and they did like bradley and those guys but I they had, had to so fire the sound fun. guys right away yeah but you did that and you were already successful you're a successful actress and i couldn't believe you actually did it i remember we met in greenblatt yeah yeah and you i go i read
2: s- the script and i was like this is hilarious You
0: so oh, this is fun yeah and i go well you want to do it and you go are you offering me this And I go,
2: fuck yeah!
0: (laughs) Oh my God, this really beautiful, talented actress wants to do... And let me tell you something. I'm not saying this. I swear to God on all that is holy. I really... On Jeb Whedon, nobody... I mean, the cast is great. I'm just saying nobody was a bigger delight than you.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: You were my rock. And I know that you guys went out and I couldn't. And I was so exhausted because I was the lead and I was doing everything. And I, I... You know, but you were so kind where you could have easily been like, what the fuck? He's a first time director. He doesn't know what he's doing. And there were days when I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. There was a couple where I was like, I'm lost. Need help. Right. Some good days where I was like, I'm good. But you were just a, um, I can't say this enough. I don't know if I ever told you, but
2: class. No, you, you didn't tell me. But listen, a
0: class act. Like, I think you kept me together. Knowing that my leading lady, a woman that I didn't even have to get to kiss, we didn't kiss on the movie. We didn't, movie. I don't even remember. No, we were about to in the movie. Oh, right. It was, in right, movie, it right, right, right. I just remember going, she's the leading lady. She's in you know, a lot of scenes, and she's just so cool about everything. Waiting around, getting, you know, we got to fire the sound guys day one. Look, you were I... just dynamite to work with. So, Joss, but go <laughs> ahead, what?
2: And this is how I know that I love doing what I do. Right. I get in a situation like that, and it doesn't scare me. If I was in a situation like that and you had been an asshole. Different story. Different story. But I knew that you were trying, trying your best. You were great at it. You know, there were some questionable moments, but that's sure, okay. Of course. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. There's um, a question. But
2: it felt good because we were creating something. And, it, you know, it, we were all in it together. And I'm like all for that.
0: Yeah, you were. You were really good. I'm all in. <laughs> all the time. if you guys haven't seen that movie it's called back in the day um
2: it's very sweet movie
0: it was it was a really sweet little fun and you just wanted to laugh you go i just want to laugh i do everything serious all the time i just want to laugh and we did it was a raunchy little lowbrow fun
2: i laughed a
0: lot we i have outtakes you see on the end of the movie if you don't even if you want to fast forward through the movie look at the outtakes yeah of morena losing it remember there was some shit where I go, God, we got a breather over here. This <laughs> And that laugh, oh my God, you laughed so hard, so loud. <laughs> and it was just, it was fun to be, be around. It gave me the strength, I think, to continue. It really did. So nice I, I thank you for that. And I'll consider you. Thank you. I hope you'll consider working with me someday. If I give you a script and you're, it's the time and your family Definitely. isn't compromised and it's a good script. Don't be
2: offended and, if I turn it down.
0: Yeah. I will not be offended, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I wouldn't be offended.
2: No, I know that. But I know that about you.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd be just you'd like, all it. right. You'd, I'd try give me,
2: you'd give me a little bit of shit.
0: I don't think I would. I'd be like, hey, here's the deal. You should do it because whatever. And I'd give you the spiel and I'd say, hey, this is it. And you'd have your notes and you'd go, hey, I love you, but I don't want to do it. Right. All right, got Done. We're done. We're yeah. good friends. It's not yeah. going to be weird.
2: No, totally. I know. And I know that about you. Yeah. I get it.
0: Yeah. So all these roles you've done. You're married happily, it seems like Ben's a great guy. Yeah. I mean, what do you do you say you love work, right? You say mm-hmm. I love to work. Is that something that it, it, you think for the rest of your life I want to act? Because I know you do other things, but like a lot of actors, like myself, and I think this is what I get in trouble with. Is like, oh, you know what I want to write. I want to direct. I want to produce. I want to, and I spread myself too thin. Right, right. And I start to veer away. But I also told you that I, you know, I, I know everybody's. It's weird when people are saying, hey, you're good at something and you should do that and you make good money doing that. But then you're like, I don't really love that. Yeah. So I talk about purpose. I talk about gifts. Like you're yeah. you're given a gift. Yeah. But what is that gift? And you, you want to go to work. The goal is, anybody out listening, you want to go to work with joy. You want to go, hey, how can I make a difference today? How can I have fun today? An element of, of fun and just something that you really, I think that is the biggest gift when you can go do something you really enjoy and Absolutely. love. And so, and I'm still searching for that. And I think this is part of it, this podcast, but do you truly just love it?
2: I truly love it. I truly love it. It comes with its challenges for sure. I would really like to direct one day. I think I would be good at it. And I do too. I think that I would really like to, um, produce and I have developed and produced a little, but nothing that's really gotten made. Um, past the developmental stage. Development I know. Stage. I remember talking
0: a couple times about projects. Yeah. And that's every, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many projects I've had that it's I know. A, I mean, a, that's, pending and then gone.
2: This, yeah. If people knew the story behind how things got made, it's incredible. You right? spend
0: so many hundreds, years. hundreds of hours, years, and years. nothing gets made and you get paid zero. I know. So that's, but that, I, that I do enjoy
2: it. that. I do like that very much. And I like the control that comes with that. I'm very A type and I'm very, and I like being in charge mm-hmm. and I like that. And it's really interesting, you know, being a woman in this industry I'm not going to say just being an actor because I would never, you know, just, it's not a bad thing. Um, But it's, there's more power in in having, you know, to be able to produce and having more say.
0: So you want to mix it up a little bit. I do. Do you ever get bored? Have you ever been on a a TV show? Like, for instance, Gotham. Do you ever just uh, go, fuck, I'm bored. I'm bored of this role. Totally. I I mean, who can do
2: 22 episodes of a show? We did 100 episodes of Gotham. Who could not get bored doing 100 oh episodes of something? It could be the greatest show on television. You'd You know, people bored. who are
0: listening who are huge Gotham,
2: how would she get bored with Gotham? Well, it's not Gotham you're getting bored with. It's doing like the, yeah. that one scene for 10 hours where you're like, I've said this line 100 times. Yeah, I'm bored. I want to go home. It's 2 a.m. It's New York City. I'm freezing my ass off outside on the street. I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And, and that's, I think that's for and me. that's with anything. I about. don't have the patience anymore for like the the idea of a nine to five job or nine to four, or 10 to five is, you know, I, I guess because I'm older now and I'm just like, but the thought of
2: that's 14 that, That's hours what a network a show is, by the way. It feels like a nine to five in a way, you well, know?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I've had luck, I'd not say bad luck, I've just been on shows where. I'm there 12 to 14, sometimes 15 hours. No, no, I
2: don't mean the hour. I, I meant to say like a nine to five. It means it feels like a predictable, it feels boring.
0: Right. And I'm saying that maybe just a regular nine to five. I mean, obviously, again, it comes down to you make more money if you can land a show. Yeah, of course. You know, if you can. You can, It's yeah. very difficult and people don't realize it's like, Oh, I remember the first show I did, I think I talked about this, the Tom show with Tom Arnold ranked the 132 out of 133 shows. Worst TV show in in (laughs) history. It looked like hell. But I worked with Ed McMahon and Tom Arnold and I had a blast and brought me to LA Mm -hmm. and I was like the fifth lead. And I remember going, I made it. I fucking made it. And after the first season, I'd walk on the street and I go, nobody
3: recognizes
0: me. (laughs) Nobody's looking at me. Nobody knows anything. And then I thought I made it and I'm like, wait a minute. I think I got paid twenty five hundred dollars an episode after taxes. I thought when you come out to California, you get on a TV show, you're famous. Yeah, but no, I, thought not, I had the
2: same experience. You're not famous
0: until you are recognized in something that is successful. So by you,
2: the populace, not right. Los Angeles. But that, but you know,
0: yes. But doesn't don't you feel like? Now it's like, even if something's not su- successful or whatever, yeah, it hurts a little bit or whatever, but you can't gauge success through not being famous. Well, your priorities
2: being- change. That's, you know, you're talking Maybe. about the 20 year old you. I mean, that's a whole other person. When I Firefly was my first TV job, I had done like one independent movie before that. And I came out to LA and I remember shooting and being like, people know who i am like no nobody fucking gives a shit and especially that show which like <laughs> didn't really make an impact until it was canceled and then you know people started watching it, it after the fact but and you, can go to, yeah,
0: you can go to those conventions and make money well and...
2: but now i mean it's crazy how many people come up to me and they're like you were in firefly right and i'm On, like yeah. are you yeah. kidding me that was 20 years ago isn't that
0: something well smallville was 10 years ago when crazy. i left or something it is. I'm very. We're very lucky. I know. It's, it's beyond luck. But I'm just thinking, it's amazing. Like I've talked about this before, so you could fast forward three seconds. But Dax Shepherd says, you know, when he did Chips and the movie didn't do well, he directed it and it was the lead. He said, you know, if I would have went back and asked that little boy, a twelve year old boy, saying, "Hey, you're gonna direct a big studio movie right. and you're gonna be the star," right do you think he would have cared about how much money it made no. or how much all he would be like, wow, I get to do that. That's awesome. Because that's the inner child in you and the kid. And that's what should keep you going. Yeah, It shouldn't matter if this is a, a succession success shouldn't dictate.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it shouldn't, I don't know. It, it shouldn't, <laughs> you know, make or break whether you are happy about something like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm not happy because this failed.
2: Right. Success doesn't dictate your happiness
0: that's thank you what you're trying to say that's exactly what i want to say all right now we're we've come to a new thing on on the show Uh-oh. this is brand new
2: uh-huh
0: okay uh-huh. this is called shit talking okay with rosenbaum okay my patreon fans right they're part of patreon they subscribe to the podcast so they get extra footage and stuff so they have some questions so i have t- i picked 10 questions for you okay okay quickly answer them you don't have to go on forever Danny, favorite memory working in back in the day.
2: <laughs> uh, probably being in the trailer. We were waiting around for something, ended up not being needed on set. Um, and Kim
0: Kim Walsh a producer.
2: Um, she was like, What can I do for you guys? I'm so sorry. There's a big delay. We're like, vodka and a pizza. And she was like, Okay. She's like, Don't tell Michael. And we got we had a bottle of vodka. Oh, you were
0: drunk, I remember.
2: And I didn't know what happened. A, why you were? We got a pizza, and we had the best fucking time in that shitty tiny trailer with like five girls just drinking vodka and shit talking. And then we went to set, and we were very professional. And we got the job done.
0: I think you did, <laughs> Matthew J. Who made her break character more? Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, Nathan Fillion, Firefly, or Michael Rosenbaum? In back in the day, no, don't answer that. It's not me. We're taking me out. Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool or Nathan Fillion and Firefly. Who made you crack up?
2: Those guys are very similar. I'm going to say Ryan because he is so fucking quick on the jokes. He's so quick. It's terrifying.
0: Leah S., what's your favorite memory or story from working on Stargate?
2: I don't have a good memory of that one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Would you not like it? No, it was totally fine. Everybody was super nice, but I had to wear contacts, and he fucked up my eyes, and I was really pissed.
0: I like that that's your worst memory instead of favorite, Lee. Or Leah, S, that's, she gave you the worst memory. Yeah. The contacts. Yeah, the
2: contacts. Sorry.
0: The drives yeah. really hurt.
2: Yeah, no, it really, really hurt.
0: Andrea W., if you had it your way in the Firefly universe, did Inara and Malcolm finally get together, or would that have been a complete train wreck?
2: They couldn't. Those two would never survive together. Why? I mean, that's the beauty of their relationship. It's like moonlighting. You know, they you want them together, but they'd kill each other together. And then they would try again, and they, they would kill each other again, and then they would try. You know, it would be like that. But that's you the the yumminess in that relationship is that they will never fully be together
0: angie hi angie what would be your dream role character to play and why
2: oh that's so hard there are so many um i say this a lot as a joke but i think i really mean it nowadays um i want to be james bond
0: there's nothing wrong with that how about jane bond or james bond yeah fuck me (laughs) why
2: can't you be james bond right there are girls named James. Dude, I can see that. Because, you know... I used to want to be a Bond girl, but now I just want to be him. Dude, be James Bond.
0: Jerry W., who in the filmmaking world inspires you and why? First person that came to mind.
2: Because we're talking about Bond. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I'm obsessed with her. Obsessed. Really? I, I want to do anything that she's associated with. Do you see Killing Eve? No. Amazing. Fleabag? Fleabag? is incredible. Right, I seen? saw her do it live in a theater. It was so great. Oh, my God.
0: Dion K. What was You it? haven't
2: seen Fleabag? No. Dude, you need to see Fleabag. Really? Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. You could crush it on a the night. Like there's episodes yeah, short. Yeah, you could. Yeah. They're like 20 oh, minutes.
2: episodes. not a movie? No. Amazon.
0: All right. Dion K., what what was it that sold you when Michael pitched you the part in back in the day?
2: Honestly, it was Michael. Like, meeting you, hanging out with you. I I read the script. And it was cute and it was fun and funny, but alone, it wouldn't have been enough. And like meeting you solidified it. We had met years before. I don't know. If, do you remember that I was on set for, um, or maybe I've already started this. Sorority boys yeah. on the boat.
0: You were with another guy. You were dating him. Yeah. One of the guys on there.
2: And you were, you know, an asshole-ish 20-year-old or whatever that sure. whatever you were. Um, Thank you. But it was when I re-met you and we like... Hung out and talked, and
0: so were you surprised that you're like, "Wow, I'm doing this."
2: No, I liked it, and I wanted to meet you because that relationship is really important, and you have to really trust. There's no way I could have done that movie without us trusting each other, and mm-hmm. without me feeling like you had my back. And I
0: trusted you, and you trusted me. Yeah, yeah. I was.
2: Yeah, and I needed to meet you, and and
0: yeah, and you were attracted. You attracted to me. Um, <laughs> Clearly, Nico. <laughs> Nico says, "What charities or organizations do you like to support?"
2: IRC. The International Rescue Committee.
0: I like that. Say this has been shit talking with Michael Rosenbaum. I'm Marina Bachran.
2: This has been shit talking with Michael Rosenbaum. I'm Marina Bachran.
0: All right. So what's going on now? what What are you What are you doing now? Because you got all this stuff. You got a family. You're always working. I know you got Greenland in post production. You got another movie in post production. You're doing
2: three movies in post production. You have three
0: movies in post production.
2: I just worked on. uh, So Greenland was. Awesome action movie. Gerard Butler, nicest man I've ever met. Like sweetheart. Sexy in person? Yeah. 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 But uh, like a, a big teddy bear. Like the yeah. sweetest guy ever.
0: Um, Could you get him on the podcast? Yeah. He would do it, right? For you? I think
2: so. For me? Why does he have to do it for me? Wouldn't he have fun? <laughs> yes, he would. I like I'll him. I'll tell him. I've always liked He's him. He's great. He's a really cool guy. He lives here? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Come on. You hear that, guys?
2: Um, Waldo, which is a film noir comedy with um, Charlie Hunnam and um, Mel Gibson, um, what was it
0: like working with Mel Gibson? I didn't
2: get to work with you him, didn't. but he's perfect for this part. Actually, he's like an alcoholic, angry actor who kills his wife.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Well, good on him for actually doing that.
2: Um, which I, th- and this is like I, it's based on a book, and I fucking loved working on this so much uh anyway that was really uh, fun to work on it was a stylized you know film noir kind of speak but very funny
0: do you feel like you have to change your the way you speak when you're doing noir you don't do this whole kind of thing do you or you you're can style? i
2: mean it depends what you're doing with that no right but the cadence was really important and the it was very wordy the jokes were very wordy so you have to kind of like know where you're going right It was tough.
0: What else? What's the other project? Uh,
2: The other project was called The Good House with Sigourney Weaver, who I have a big time crush on now.
0: You worked with Sigourney Weaver? I did. For how
2: long? A few weeks.
0: Like scenes with her?
2: We had like a dozen scenes together. Was she great? In. Were you nervous? Yes. So my first day of work was her 70th birthday. And she is so beautiful and so smart. And so powerful. Oh yeah! And just such a kind person.
0: Any emotional scenes? Yeah. Did you cry in front of her?
2: Um, no. I, I it was like a post cry scene where like I'm upset and then did I go she to her cry? house. No, not in front of me.
0: Did she say ever, Marina? This really, is a really great job. Good scene. Yeah, she did. She did. I died and
2: went to heaven. Like I died and went to heaven.
0: Like do you talk to her. She's like, hey, keep in touch. Yeah. Like you could text her right now. Sure. You could text Sigourney Weaver and just say, "Hey, yeah, can you want to do it? No, you don't want to do it right no. now. You're so <laughs> cool. You know, there was a story where my friend was out with uh, Jack Nicholson's publicist, and he took her phone. They were playing around. He goes, "She goes, goes. You have Jack Nicholson? He's like, Yeah, he's a client, but like I'm not his point person or whatever, so he doesn't know my. you know, I go, He goes, she goes, no, 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 and he starts dialing it. <gasps> and she goes, no, and he goes, hello, and he goes, oh. Jack, yeah,
3: <laughs> and he hung up. I got
0: so nervous. That's, that's cool, awesome. though. I mean, it's cool. Like when you look through, sometimes I'm like, you know, I'll be somebody go, dude, is that Jason Patrick in your phone? I'm like, mm-hmm. he goes, the Jason. Pa-? I'm like, yeah, Lost Boys, fucking, yeah, he's a friend. We go hiking every week. He's a great guy. I don't look, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. he's right here. He's he's yeah. on my Lost Boys poster.
2: I told him I, I actually, it felt, it was a moment. It, it definitely was one of those moments where I was like, okay. Like I, I think I've accomplished something here. You know right. what I mean? Like she's an idol for sure. Idol. For sure. She was
0: the, like one of the major badasses. I mean, back and, in the day.
2: and I, I still is. I heard that she really fought for me for this part. And Ooh. like I really truly like that that got me. You know what I mean? I, I was. Do you feel
0: weird, like, if you text her? Have you texted her since the movie?
2: Yeah. We, well, we've emailed each other back and forth. What
0: What are the emails consist of? Some
2: like some. Well, she very sweetly, and again, like, so kind. Did not have to do this. Emailed me um, just the, on the after they wrapped, saying, "You know, we just finished the movie. Miss you. You did a fantastic job. I had given her a bottle of champagne for her birthday after I realized that she wasn't drinking the whole time she was shooting mm. the movie because the movie's about an alcoholic. And it's very, very emotional piece. It's based on a book. Um, And and anyway, she was like, you know what, but I was so glad to have your, your bottle of champagne. It came in handy when we wrapped in the middle of the night and couldn't get alcohol anywhere. Anywhere we popped your bottle of champagne. Thank you. And thanks for, for the, you know, the great job you did on the film. And I, I, you know, she didn't have to do that. And it's just a, she's a very kind person and very, very um, genuine which was really nice to see with somebody such a
0: huge superstar, phenomenal. Did career. you ever ever think of maybe quoting a line from Alien?
2: <laughs> no, but Not I asked one. her a lot about. Really, I was like, please tell me the if I'm annoying scene. you, but can I just ask you a million and one questions? You know, and she was very kind in answering most of it. it, and also just some of you know. I know some really random movies that she was in, like Death and the Maiden, which is based on a play. Yeah, it's her and Ben Kingsley.
0: How about the, uh, where she played uh, Jane Goodall? Yeah, of course. Uh, Gorillas in the Mist. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And interesting to hear her um, talk about some of her frustrations in the industry and like all of that shit. And it was just like, I learned so much from her.
0: That's so cool. It was really incredible. But era. And also a
2: great project, by the way. Like I'm very proud of that What's one. What's it called again? The Good House. The Good House. Mm-hmm.
0: So like you got all this stuff. You've got two kids. You got a six-year-old and a three-year-old. three-year-old. You got Ben, your husband. He's on Broadway now.
2: Yes. I've got my nineteen-year-old dog.
0: You got a nineteen-year-old dog? Good on you. I was just talking about my little doggy, Irv, and he's going on twelve, and he's, uh, you know, he's getting old. He's li- yeah. almost his hearing's gone. People are like, "Why are you yelling at your dog?" I am like, "I am yelling because yeah. he can't hear."
2: No, Rudy hits um, every chair in the house every day. It's really sad.
3: Well, is
0: he because blind the kids too? Are,
2: he's blind, and oh. the kids are, you know, they make a mess, and they like after breakfast or whatever, the dining room tables, chairs will be everywhere, and he just like if everything is not in its place, he runs into. Does he get hurt? no not seriously hurt yeah. just really sad
0: <laughs> this has been a real treat what's your uh, instagram and, and twitter and your phone number for the fans
2: my phone number my <laughs> phone number is no, um no. what's your twitter <laughs> your instagram
0: so people can follow it's you my up?
2: name at marina background
0: at marina mm-hmm. have we left if anything out is there anything you want to talk about i mean
2: there's a million things we could talk about life anything
0: but you'll come back y- yes you said you're going to come back and do the video yes right yes I mean, this is, I've been waiting, I've been wanting to do this. I'm so glad you did. We were able to have a, a short dinner yeah. and talk about life. Yeah. I'm, I'm extremely proud of you. I'm so yeah. glad you're, I mean, you seem happy and content and I know your period's rough. <laughs> you talked about that ad nauseum, but you know, look, you, you know yourself. Yeah. You know, when you drink on New Year's Eve, the next two days, you're going to feel like shit. Yeah. And when you mix in a period with that, (laughs) you're going to feel a little bit worse, right? Totally. So give
2: yourself a break. Say, hey, I'm not feeling great and I'll bounce back. But I think it's really important to um, honor yourself. And that's a hard thing to do. To say, you know what? I'm going to stop drinking or I'm going to do whatever the thing is that I need to do to get myself feeling better. Yeah. You know.
0: This has been great. Ryan, did you have fun? Yeah, great time. Did you Take some good notes
1: over there. I did because you told me to take notes, so I took, yeah, well, notes. we could talk about them later. All right, Morena Backen,
0: thank you for allowing me to be inside of you. It's been a joy, a pleasure. I love you, I will always love you. I think you're one of the best out there, and um, I'll be calling you about your art butler and potentially Scorny Weaver.
2: So, thank, thank you, you, Rosie. All love right. you too. Love
0: you too. I mean, I love you. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Morena Backron, come on. She's just so fun to be around, right? aren't you just like, I don't want to just hang with her all night. Yeah, I did great. actually. No, yeah, you did. I left, and you guys were still hanging. Yeah, we had uh, dinner. We Facetimed her husband. It was nothing like lonely single guy hanging out with a beautiful Brazilian bombshell Facetiming her beautiful husband Ben, who I love. It was cool. It was it was neat, and you can see how much they love each other. And I like this interview because I've been trying to get her on the show forever. And she, when you're married and you live in New York and you're constantly working. You know, the last thing I want to do is say, hey, will you come on my podcast when you come out to California? And I was like, but she was cool. She found, I was like, hey, I'm coming out. Do you want to do this podcasting?" I'm like, uh, yes, let's do it. So she came over, we got food, and it was a nice time. I want to talk about the fans of the show and people who listen and, and how much it means to a lot of people out there that are listening. And if you're listening, it obviously means something to you. So I will say that uh, some of these people who write these emails, I read them and... Um, This is uh, from Greenville, South Carolina. Billy says, uh, I love the podcast. It has something for everyone. It's fun hearing everyone's stories, including yours. I'm glad that you do this podcast as therapy for you. It's very inspiring to know there are people out there who generally want to do good. You might just be one of my favorite people in the world. Laugh out loud for real, though. You're doing an amazing job, amazing things, and I hope you get to a point where the podcast and touring with the band is all you need to do. Keep kicking ass and saving the world out there. Live, love, and be happy, dude. Well, I thank you for that. You know, it's hard for us to always say thank you. Here's another letter that I just really think is cool. It's from Mary Ellen. And Mary Ellen says that she was a special education teacher for several years and has a special place in her heart for kiddos with ADD and ADHD. Hmm. Rings a bell. And listening to the interview with Laura Vandervoort, I'm feeling energized and inspired to go back to school after a break and really help my fifth graders to become the shining stars I believe each child can be. This has been a hard holiday season, and I've been wasting a lot of time. You reminded me I needed structure or I'd get lost in the dark, depression and loneliness. I am planning on going to Denver to see you and Tom in July. I've never been to an event like that before. And my son who lives with me and who introduced me to Smallville last January when I was going through chemo thinks I'm crazy. I really like the message on the t-shirt that you posted on the Patreon site. I have to write my own story and it's not over yet. Thank you so much. Much love and God bless. Miss Mary Ellen, elementary school teacher. I mean, when you hear that stuff, you're like, God, I did something awesome. Like I I did something that affected someone else, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's cool. Like kids need attention. And when you have ADD and no one knows what to do about it, you still need care. You still need love or you're going to, you're going to, be effed up, I'll tell you that. Now a shout-out to my patrons. Thank you, patrons, patrons, for joining this Patreon. Uh, it's amazing. Um, and thank you for the support. I hope you're enjoying it. Good stuff to come. Here's some uh, shout-outs to Lee S. Barry I. Dion K. Come on down. Lauren G. Wiz. Jill E. Yeah. Robert B. Yeah. Jason w, w, w. Angelina G Lee Kevin R Trisha Nancy D Bobby B Nico P Yukiko Jerry W Taylor B Emily Sarah V M H and Vortex. Good old Vortex. Thank you, patrons, for making uh, life better, making the the podcast better. And uh, we're growing, man. We're getting the video out soon. Um, we have to set it up and then we're going to start interviewing people. I hope, uh, the guests like it cause they're getting, they're getting filmed, Ryan. I, I, you know, some people go, well, what if they don't open up as much? Then we'll get rid of it. We're just gotta, we gotta give it a chance. You gotta, you gotta, all the kids are doing it and I think it's going to be neat. I might have to dress a little nicer, but maybe in the cuts, you know, uh, I could look a little uh, you know, maybe the shots can all, all be on the
1: guest. You could have this be your uniform, you know, this could just be your sweats and a t shirt. Yeah. I never see to get out on of Laurel this. Hat.
0: You know, when I dress nicely on the internet, you know, when I put like, Oh, look at this, this is from a photo shoot, people are like, Roseman, you look so good. You look so nice. And I could tell they're saying, Stop dressing like a fucking slob, dude. I know that's what they're saying, and they're right, but I just – I'm colorblind, and it takes a lot every day to go, am I matching? I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to wear sweatpants.
1: So you wear sweatpants because you're colorblind? I need a woman who would just accept sweatpants, whether we go
0: out to a fancy restaurant or not. Hey, I want to remind you guys that the Inside of You store is still around, and we still sell a lot of stuff. I don't promote it a lot, but we still got great hats and great freaking mugs. I love the mugs. we got shirts. So uh, go to the Inside of You store. You'll even see Left on Laurel, the band – that I'm in, uh, you know, you'll you'll be able to see uh, all our merch. We got crazy fun merch. So if you feel so compelled, I think that's about it. Thank you so much. We got great stuff coming. to You great. next week's guest is gonna blow your freaking minds. I know it. Let's uh, end this with a little bit of a a song from the Left on Laurel album. I don't know. Let's go with the ten.